Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Cleveland Browns Super Bowl Parade, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jana, We're how here. about those Browns? They I'm won. excited. I've been I've been picking them for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we finally got one. Like personally, I sort of took that tie as a win, but I feel like I was. I was invested in this. I'm not even a Browns fan, but at least they gave me something to get excited about, which Cowboys can't do right now. Well, they did have several close calls the last, the first couple weeks of the season, so it's nice to see them finally get one. And uh, of course, now with you know, having been on hard knocks this summer, you know they also have a little bit more of a national following than they used to. So good for them. I didn't pick them, but uh, that's okay. That was, that was one of many losses uh, for me last week in our predictions but so I understand we had to drag you out of the medical tent to uh, get you to the <laughs> show on time how are you doing then people can't drive very well on the beltway here in the DC area things are okay so sorry to everybody we're coming the west coast people I'm sure are pretty hyped about this so you're welcome coming to you a little late because someone decided to hit my car today on the way home so yay for that but we're all good I'm I'm Aaron Rodgers on one leg today. We're gonna to be just fine. I think we'll make it through. Did you throw a penalty picks, flag out? I them? mean, eh, this is now this is now my my safe plan. If any of my picks are bad, I'm just gonna blame it on this. So just so you know, for next week, that's my new plan. <laughs> so I guess you're not picking Derek Carr this week. Well, no. I like what you did there, though. Can okay. we talk about for just for a second? Let me sidebar on Derek Carr. How um. This whole baloney about not being able to rough a passer and you got to lay him gently on the down. Derek Carr actually wished that the Miami defenseman fell on him instead of avoiding falling on him and subsequently tearing his ACL. I mean, like, that's kind of nice. Well, it's easy for him to say because he didn't fall on him. If he'd fallen on him. He didn't actually get crushed by a 350-pound man. But... I'm no, just saying, like, it's if, a nice if the guy had fallen on him and put him out of commission for a few weeks, I'm not sure he would have uh, been so grateful for that or thankful for that. Yeah, I, I mean, you're probably right, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the glass half full here. Derek Carr, okay. good human. <laughs> okay, that's a nice label to have. So, speaking of good humans, yeah. the NFL schedule makers have. Uh, given two teams buys this week. I know we always love the bye weeks because it, it gives us more time to fill during the show, but more importantly, it also makes it oh, uh, a little more challenging to <laughs> find people on the waiver wire, but uh, we can certainly vamp. And uh, a couple other topics. Um, actually, why don't you tell people how they can find us first, and then I'll hit you with a few uh, quick topics before we uh, launch into our, our weekly These are always uh, fun because I never know what's coming. But yes, uh, as as I mentioned before, we'll be here for a full hour giving you all the news and notes, fantasy tidbits, dropping all kinds of knowledge on you, injuries, daily fantasy picks, game predictions, who to start, who to sit, your waiver wire pickups. We are a one-stop shop here. Gambling, fantasy football, whatever you need, just banter, we got you. 
Uh, so you've got a full hour of that. You can find us all week long if this hour isn't enough because, like, really, how could it be? Uh, you can find us on FantasyFootballSherpa.com. That is your hub. That is where you should be going every day anyway if you really want to win a title. From there, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. And then you can find Sherpa at Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Very easy to remember. And I'm at JKIM16. And then we were back every Wednesday night, normally at 9 o'clock when the universe doesn't conspire against me. So we're keeping our fingers crossed for next week at 9. But like I said, you can find us all week long. We're happy to answer your lineup questions come Thursday or Sunday. We're just generally talking football. So come say hi. And uh, like I said, we got a whole bunch of good stuff for you. But what do you got for me? What kind of stuff are you going to throw my way here? Um, these are relative softballs, but uh, we'll, we'll see what you think. Okay, first um, topic, if you have Calvin Ridley or Tyler Boyd right now, are you holding them? Or if, say, you decided to trade them, what would you be looking for in return? What do you think you could get in return? Ooh, I would definitely trade Tyler Boyd if I had him, and I'd hang on to Calvin Ridley. Um, This might be a bit of a homer pick since I picked Atlanta to win the Super Bowl, and I'm just going to keep picking them to win every week till they actually do it. Um, But... I I just have higher hopes for the point totals for Calvin Ridley over Tyler Boyd, even though right now it looks like that's a little more flip-flopped. In return, ooh, that's tough. Um, For me, that's going to depend a lot on what your lineup looks like. I don't really see Suppose you really decimated it running back. I I would love to get two bodies back for him if I could. Um, Maybe, you know, I'd, I'd like to get a bigger name. It's still, granted, He's not a number one wide receiver despite having three touchdowns last week or in Tyler Boyd's case, despite being, you know, a heavy target. Um, God, I don't know. It, it would really depend on the offer. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, offers, how about uh, Levy and Bell? You've invested in a first-round pick in him. He's not coming back anytime soon. It doesn't look like uh, what would you be willing to take? For him, Le'Veon uh, Bell is struggling. not even printed on the roster given to the media anymore, which, I mean, they're winning games now, so probably he's never coming back on it, but it does not look like he's going going to be uh, returning anytime soon. Um, that being said, if he's on my roster, I think I want to hang on to him at least for another probably two weeks. That's probably what I'm looking at, two weeks here. Then you're getting through bye weeks. You've gotten through injuries. If he's going to get traded, it's going to happen. Um, but I think I'm hanging on to him for now. Yeah, CBS Sports had an article today where they were speculating that Levy and Bell might be an interesting trade target for the Eagles, much as they um, took uh, J.J. off the Dolphins. Eagles love to trade midseason for a running back. That's their bread and butter. It wouldn't surprise yeah, I mean, me. I, I've seen articles where people talk about he should come to the Cowboys, which please don't let that happen. That's the last thing we need. Yeah, that would be a waste. Um, Unless they a, turn him into an offensive lineman. If we turn him into a wide receiver, we could trade for him. But, like, other than that, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> well, you don't need a wide receiver. You have Tavon Austin now. Who's now eligible at running back, and things are okay. <laughs> yeah, it would be more impressive if he were a running back that were eligible at wide receiver. But, uh It'd be See great, but you know great. what? I will take what I can. What few scraps the Cowboys are going to send my way, I will happily take. <laughs> okay, and we won't even speak of scraps after they're 
performance uh, against the Seahawks last week. But and now uh, last topic rough. before we launch. Yeah, well, the Giants won, which surprised me, although not you. But, Did not um, surprise me. Yeah, well, I'm I'm still not sold on them, but uh, we'll see. I'm more sold on but, your team than you are. <laughs> true, it's true. I the just, weird world we yeah. live in. What I mean, just it what is. are we gonna do here? And then, uh, speaking of world weird world, uh, what do you think's gotten into Andrew Walker, or do you? Yeah, you know, they're bringing in Jacoby Brissett to throw Hail Marys. Does that say something about his arm strength? I didn't. I did not love that. I had a real, had a real issue with that on Sunday. Um, so what do you I do if you uh, have Andrew Luck in? I'm keeping Andrew Luck. Him. He's going to be fine. That shoulder's going to get stronger as the year goes on. Um, I get Jacoby Brissett has a big arm. I think it sends a terrible message, and that was a real crapshoot of a play anyway. Andrew Luck's the guy who got you there. He's the guy who kept you in that game, despite both teams trying to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. What a what a mess of a game that was. But I did I did not like it. I thought it set a bad precedence. I just I hated it from start to finish, putting in Brissett there for the last play. But it does not shake my faith in Andrew Luck. Uh, I've I've been steadfast in that this season. I'm sticking with him. I have him on some fantasy teams. He's staying on the roster. We're not going to make any cuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, one more for the road. Um, how about uh, Josh Gordon experience? Are you uh, holding on to him if you have him, or would you go out of your way to pick him up or try to buy low on him? He's already. On I don't know roster. if I would buy low on him. If he's on the waiver wire, I might stash him. Um, I'm intrigued to see how this goes. I don't have particularly high hopes for it, but... Um, I, I just think Julian Edelman coming back ultimately becomes a bigger deal. But, I, I mean, Tom Brady can throw the ball pretty far. Josh Gordon's a pretty strong runner. I think there's a chance. To me, he's more a wide receiver three, and I don't think he gets too much above that. But I want to kind of wait and see on him. If he's on my roster, if he's on the waiver wire, I'm happy. I'm happy holding steady there, but I don't think I'm going to go out and make a move for him. Okay. So speaking of making moves, um, we've got a bunch of injuries and some waiver wire uh, oh, recommendations oh, we do. this week. Yeah, <laughs> you want to take the injuries? The injury I, report I have is a, coming. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm going to go run around the block a few times while you do you this. Got plenty of time. Anybody need a snack? In, but... I, you just want to hear the sound of my voice? This is your bread and butter here. This is your destiny. If this is what you came to the show for, we're living it now. Um, let's talk right up front about Jimmy Garoppolo. Blue is ACL out pretty gnarly, not great, which, ladies and gentlemen, drumroll please, if you've been listening to the show at all last season, it's time to get two tickets to the C.J. Beathard experience, which I am very hyped about. Wow. Everybody else in the world, probably less so. Let's do this. I guess I speak for the rest <laughs> of the world. I am ecstatic. Um, obviously, if you've listened well, before, you should not have a big a Jimmy familiarity with George Kittle. Yes, things are things are looking up in but... in San Francisco in my world. Really sorry about your oh. knee, Jimmy Garoppolo, but CJ oh. Beathard's back in town and things are going to be all right. Oh. I've already discussed the oh. Sherpa. We're only ten minutes in. Things are going well tonight, guys. All right. <laughs> Any sympathy you had for me is gone already. It's gone. It's gone. Guys, I got hit by a car tonight. I'm invincible. (laughs) 
Anyway, Larry Fitzgerald also Speaking possibly Vince, invincible. Whatever happened to Vince Evans? Oh man, what a Vince shame. Vince Young. <laughs> He's out there. He's out there in the world. He's put on some lbs. I'll tell you that. Um, okay. But I digress. Larry Fitzgerald de- dealing with that lingering hamstring injury, not practicing. Surprise, surprise. He's going to play this week, barring some kind of setback, which looks like should be fine. Matt Breda is dealing with an yeah or those. It'll watch out around here. Luckily, he's in Arizona, a little safer out there. Matt Breed is dealing with both a knee and calf injury. He missed a little bit of time in the game this week, not practicing today. They expect him to play. He seems like it's more of a precautionary thing. I'm a little more concerned about it than I think they are. That's all right, though. Out in Seattle, Doug Baldwin looks like he's on the mend. It looks like he's going to play this week after the uh, MCL sprain in the first game of the season. He's practicing. It looks pretty good. They're optimistic. So I am as well. Going to put him back in my lineup. LaShawn McCoy did not play last week. Um, Not sure if you would have noticed, although we will be talking about Josh Allen later. Don't you worry. Uh, His rib cartilage injury, the Sherpa is. He's almost as good as CJ Beathard, I hear. (laughs) CJ Beathard and Josh Allen for president. This is happening. I'm I'm all in. Um, But LaShawn McCoy looks like he's going to play this week. So he says. He practiced today. Things looked good. Um, so keep an eye on that. Richard Matthews in Tennessee will not be playing this week. He asked for his release today. Uh, he'd like to move on to greener pastures. Looks like he's going to get it. So um, probably the Eagles should call him, quite frankly. Um, Miami, tight end. Uh, AJ Derby is dealing with a foot injury. He's not practicing. Looks pretty questionable. That means Mike Geske is going to see an increased role this week. So if you're looking for a tight end off the waiver wire, not a bad option. Patriots running back Rex Burkhead suffered a neck injury in the game this week. He was put on IR. They signed Kenyon Barner today. Uh, looking for more out of Sonny Michelle this week. It, it, I mean, it's a crapshoot. It's the Patriots backfield. You never know really what you're going to get. As we talked about at the top of the show, Josh Gordon and his hamstrings seem like they're going to be fine this week. Uh, I, I guess Josh Gordon 2.0 is about to emerge in New England, so play him accordingly. I wouldn't do it, but to each their own. AJ Green missed the second half of the game this week with a hip injury. He just landed hard on it, nothing too terrible. He's on track to play this week, although he's listed as questionable. I wouldn't let that stop you from putting him in your lineup. Terod Taylor of the aforementioned Cleveland Browns with a win and a tie. I mean, what a beautiful thing. He is going to clear the concussion protocol this week. Baker Mayfield was named the starter and is going to be the starter this week. So buckle up, guys. He's got an underwear line to keep established. And so, you know, he's got to go out there and make that money. (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster popped up on the injury report today with an abdominal injury. It's not considered serious. It's more of a maintenance thing. He's going to be fine for this week. Texans had to put wide receiver Bruce Ellington on IR with a hamstring injury out in Indianapolis. It's a bad time to be a tight end. Jack Doyle still dealing with that hip injury. Depending who you ask, he's going to miss a couple more weeks or he's possibly playing this week. It looks like he's not playing this week. Uh, Eric Ebron, however, dealing with shoulder and knee injuries. Just his whole body kind of got banged up in that game last week. He's questionable. He's not practicing today, but it looks like he's got a much better chance of playing this week. Leonard Fournette was moving okay at practice today. He was limited with that hamstring injury, did not play last week. Um, He did look pretty good in practice leading up to last week and still didn't play, so I would have a plan B. Cautiously optimistic is where I'm going with Leonard Fournette. 
little less cautiously optimistic about TJ Yeldon, though. He re-aggravated that ankle injury during the game this week. He's not practicing. Um, so if I had to pick one of the bunch, Fournette might be the guy this week. But like I said, have a plan B. Uh, Blaine Gabrick, <laughs> the Titans are a real mess. But Blaine Gabrick uh, suffered a concussion during the game. He is likely not going to be active this week. Uh, they tend to be pretty conservative when it comes to head injuries out in Tennessee, even more so than the average uh, human, which Unlike is fine. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle doesn't care. You just go right back out there. Um, Marcus Mariota dealing with that pinched nerve in his elbow still can't totally grip a football, and they've had to literally throw away parts of the playbook because he can't throw. Uh, he's going to be your starter this week, so good luck, Tennessee. Not feeling super great about that. Chargers Keenan Allen dealing with a knee injury. He did not practice. He is very questionable. I would keep an eye on that. Definitely have a plan B for him in your lineup. Alshon Jeffrey could be that plan B because he got cleared, got the green light from doctors this week from that shoulder injury. It looks like he's on track to play. Uh, if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm ecstatic because things things were tough in the wide receiver realm there. Uh, also not a good time to be an Eagles running back. JHI still dealing with that back injury. Darren Sproles with the hamstring injury. Both didn't play last week. Both still not practicing. Both considered day to day. Uh, really those are going to go down to Sunday. It's going to be a game time decision. Are you buying the I Wendell not, Smallwood experience? I am not buying the Wendell Smallwood experience at all. I don't want to pick him up. Okay. I don't want him on my team. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jimmy Graham know. popped up popped up on the injury report today with a knee injury. He didn't practice. It seems questionable. It looks like he's going to be okay to play. Shocker of all shocks, Aaron Rodgers did not practice either. He's going to play this week. Dalvin Cook didn't play last week. That hamstring injury, quote-unquote, good chance he plays this week. I'm going to go with it. He's going in my lineup. Devontae Freeman with that knee contusion took part in a walkthrough today. Things seem like they're on track. He's got an outside chance of playing this week, so keep an eye on that. That's certainly going to go down to Sunday right before game time and if he's going to test it out. But, hey, it's possible. Julio Jones sat out again with a calf injury. He did this last week as well. He's going to play. Not a big deal. Alvin Kamara and Ted Ginn Jr. both popped up on the injury report. They were limited to practice today with uh, knee injuries, both respectively. They should be fine. It's more of a maintenance thing than anything else. But there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, injury report. And uh, just to throw a few names on the list, too, we've got Caroline and Washington on buys this week. They sure so are. You probably don't have Alex Smith in your lineup, but you may have Cam Newton in your lineup. Um, so make uh, a plan B there. You know, um, Christian McCaffrey, if he's in your lineup, uh, that needs to change unless you want a big uh, zero this week. Adrian Peterson, same thing. Yeah, there's, um, I mean, just, man, when you, you, we're only three weeks into the season, and if you look at the running backs that are dinged up, you've got, you know, Alvin Kamara and Devonta Freeman and LaShawn McCoy and Joe Mixon and Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey's on a bye. You know, all that's what, eight guys and all of those guys were gone by, probably at the very latest, the middle of the second round of your draft, probably even the beginning of the second round of your draft. And then you look at wide receivers and you've got Julio Jones, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, and Keenan Allen. They're all banged up and Juju Smith-Schuster and Doug Baldwin. I mean, there are a lot of really good players that are, are injured already. It's not good. 
it's it's slim pickings out there too. I mean, they, we'll give you some waiver wire options, but you gotta you gotta get on those fast. It's just it's a tough running back situation right now. Yeah. So speaking of running backs on the waiver wire, some people I would be looking at um, this week: uh, Chris Carson banged up in Seattle, so Rashad Penny. I think eventually you know, they're going to want to justify investing a first-round draft pick in him. Plus, they're at Arizona this week, which hasn't exactly looked the world on fire first three weeks. So, again, if you're desperate, maybe Chris Ivory had a good week um, last week for Buffalo, but I don't really expect that to continue against Green Bay. But if he's out there and you need somebody, go ahead. Uh, Duke Johnson with Cleveland, uh, again, going against Oakland this week. And... uh, your your friend uh, Tavon Austin, who's eligible, as you mentioned, both at running back Tavon. and wide receiver, two touchdowns <laughs> in consecutive weeks. Uh, you know, those that's that's pretty slim pickings on the waiver wire, but I think that's as good as it gets right now. Uh, what do you think, Jenna? Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's slim pickings. If if a guy like Ty Montgomery or Buck Allen are out there, or like Garrett Blunt, you jump on it, but it. It's tough. It's a it's a rough a rough go for running backs. It almost feels like it's you know the Patriots or the Eagles backfield just in real life all the time. Nobody's healthy. You don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So wide receiver, I think there's some um, better options out there. Antonio Callaway there with are. Cleveland, Chris Godwin with Tampa Bay, Geronimo Allison with Green Bay. Robbie Anderson hasn't done much so far this season, but you know, I, at worst, I would have him on my bench. I don't see how people are uh, putting him on you know, the waiver wire already. And then you've got D.D. Uh, Westbrook, uh, Tavon Austin. There's that name again. And then if uh, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen can't go, then all of a sudden Terrell Williams and uh, Mike Williams become a lot more attractive options with the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hit on all the names on my list. Uh, really, Geronimo Allison, I thought, was going to fall off more than he did. And Antonio Callaway, I'm very excited about. I think he's got some big potential. Okay, um, moving on to quarterback, I guess, goes without saying that uh, Baker Mayfield has been a hot commodity in waiver wires this week. And he does have really? an appealing matchup against the Raiders this week. So if you happen to be missing Cam Newton for a buy, or you know, you're just not happy with your quarterback play, I would uh, look at him. But, you know, I certainly wouldn't go cutting Tom Brady to take him up or anything, even though Tom Brady hasn't no done much so far this season. But, uh, <laughs> you know, small sample sizes, I'll, I'll stick with Brady there. Um, Eli Manning, nice matchup against the Saints this week. Joe Flacco, Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, Case Keenum, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, and Dak Prescott. If you're really going, uh, if you're by, if you're dumpster diving or bottom feeding. So you don't want to add Josh Allen or C.J. Beathard to your list? <laughs> uh, no, I do not. <laughs> Just checking. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> it wasn't an oversight. Trust me. Okay, just I have to. I've got to do right by the people, by all six people that are invested in them the way I am. You mean their family members? I'm probably yeah. I mean, not even my own family, but definitely theirs. I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, I wonder if you're the family of an NFL kicker, whether you feel obligated to take that guy in the first round or whether you uh, do the right thing and wait until the end. I always thought it was weird, guys who, like, NFL players who play fantasy football. Like, it's weird. Do you draft yourself? Do you not draft yourself? Like, that's a weird gray area. Well, I think there was a famous thing with uh, Matt Hasselbeck years ago where he actually benched himself and started either Aaron Rodgers or um, Tom Brady, and I think he was playing against him, and he threw four or five touchdowns. I feel like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have uh, myself on my own fantasy himself. team. Like I, you know, it's it's almost like I don't even like Too having a lot pressure. of cowboys on my team because I'm I I don't want to I don't want to be so extra upset if things go badly. Like my fantasy team tanked and my real life team tanked. You know, I like to hedge my bets a little bit. I don't think I could draft myself. Okay. I don't think I could do it. All right. Well, maybe <laughs> I I don't think I'm ever going to have that problem. So. I, do, I mean, I don't uh, really I'll think I'm going to either, but just in the, on the off chance it did happen, I don't think I could go for it. You're still young enough. It could happen. Know. It could. I literally have a nice pack strapped to my back right now, so the chances are not great. <laughs> well, you could start on the pup list and work your way up from there. Still get paid on the pup list, so you know what? Those checks still cash. <laughs> they do. Even the practice squad. Not a bad they do uh, all right, those way to practice make a squad guys. They do. Yeah. So um, moving on to tight ends, pretty slim pickings there. Austin Hooper with bit. Atlanta, Will Bisley with Seattle, and then the two-headed uh, beast of James Jesse James and Vance McDonald for uh, Pittsburgh, which to me at this point is kind of like Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard in Tampa Bay. If you told me which one of those guys was going to be the starter and the, the go-to guy, you know, I'd consider it uh, just, it's pretty hit or miss since there are two of them and you really don't know which one is going to be the main target from week to week. Yeah. I just, it's, it, it, I don't like playing the game. I don't like playing the Russian roulette of it. Whoever I pick, I'm going to pick wrong. I know that. I know that for a fact. Okay. And then defenses, I think New Orleans and Detroit are too widely available defenses that have uh, matchups that I like this week. So should we just dive right into the, the position rankings? Let's get crazy. Okay. Um, why don't I'll, I'll start this week. Uh, running back, uh, Todd Gurley at the top of my list, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Alvin Kamara, uh, Tevin Coleman or Devontae Freeman, whichever one starts there. Carry on Johnson, Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, and rounding out my top ten is Jamal Williams. So, um, oh, okay. Let's see how much overlap we have. We have some. It's a little bit of different order. That's okay though. Um, Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, Jordan Howard, David Johnson, James Conner, and Giovanni Bernard rounding out my top ten. Okay, I've got uh, an avoid list. David Johnson is first. Uh, two guys that were on your recommended list, Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley, are two and three on my avoid list. I would also I just, avoid I just don't know Alvin what to do with Cook. you some days. I really don't. <laughs> uh, you see the world quite differently. Just that part of what makes sure. the show fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still can't get over C.J. Bathard. I mean, well, all right, I'll... 
Like my I mean, this is, I'm consistent. I'm consistent at this. This has been a year, year-long extravaganza. I was crushed when we when C.J. Beathard lost his starting job last year. You can go to the tapes. This is real, people. If you missed it, it was a sad time for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> continuing on with my uh, avoid list, I say Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. I don't want them. LaShawn McCoy, Chris Ivory, no thank you. Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement, no thank you. No more Sean Lynch, no Isaiah Crowell, no Matt Breeder, or Alfred Morris, and no Royce Freeman or Philip Lindsay. Okay. All right. Um, my avoid list, obviously a little different since you have some of the guys I'd like to start on yours. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, Jay Jai, Dion Lewis, Matt Breda, Carrion Johnson, Tarek Cohen, Aaron Jones, et al. in Green Bay. I don't want to start any of their running backs. TJ Yeldon, Theo Riddick, and Duke Johnson Jr. All right. Um, moving on to wide receivers, why don't you uh, take the uh, do the honors and start with your top list. Antonio Brown's at the top of my list this week. Uh, Michael Thomas, a very close second. Odell Beckham Jr. following up there. Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, pending him actually getting on the football field. Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and uh, Devontae Adams. Okay, we actually had um, nine of our ten overlap. Whoa. What's happening? So now? I have an, you want to Antonio talk about Brown. Some more? Would that make you more comfortable? <laughs> no, Antonio Brown. He'd better not be in your top ten list. Um, Antonio Brown <laughs> is. Antonio Brown is uh, first on my list. Tyreek Hill second. Devontae Adams third. Michael Thomas uh, fourth. Brandon Cooks um, was five for me. Calvin Ridley six. Mike Evans, 7, Julio Jones, 8, A.J. Green, 9, and Keenan Allen, 10. Of course, those last three are all question marks uh, um, because of their injury status. And Allen Robinson would be somebody I'd move up my list if I knew that any of those three weren't going to play. All right, that's fair. Um, Avoid list, I've got some names on it. Sammy Watkins, Calvin Ridley. Let's be real, guys. He's not going to catch three touchdowns again this week. I'd be thrilled if he did, but I don't think it's going to happen. Kenny Stills, Sterling Shepard, Tyler Boyd, Chris Hogan, Tyler Lockett, Nelson Aguilar, Deshaun Jackson, and Quinn Nunwa. Um, we've got Quincy and Nunwa both on the list, but that's about it. Um, okay. I have Adam One Thielen, out of ten. Stephon. Yeah, that's not bad, right? That's a good percentage. hundred. Uh, Adam Thielen is at the top of my list along with Stefan Diggs, Calvin Benjamin, or Calvin Benjamin, not Calvin Benjamin, Calvin Benjamin, uh, Tavon Austin, Quincy Anunwa, Robbie Anderson, Alshon Jeffrey, Amari Cooper, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, uh, Demarius Thomas rounding out my top 10 avoids. All right, I can live with that. <laughs> Only one out of ten. All right. And now my uh, quarterback top ten. Spoiler alert: C.J. Beathard is not in my top ten. Uh, Drew that Brees color is me first. Shocked. shocked. Drew Brees is first. Patrick Mahomes second. Philip Rivers third. Matt Ryan fourth. Ben Roethlisberger fifth. Aaron Jones. Excuse me. Aaron Rodgers 
same team role yeah, position. That's a, that's a Aaron Rodgers, six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jared Goff, seven. Baker Mayfield, eight. Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. nine. And Mitchell Trubisky rounding out my top ten with uh, Ryan Fitzmagic uh, just outside my top ten. Okay, Ryan Fitzmagic definitely made my top ten. Shocker. Um, I guess we should note that Jameis Winston's back from suspension, people. <laughs> Probably should should have hit on that during the injuries, but uh, he's back. Ryan Fitzmagic, however, still gets the ball. He's number 10 on my list, so I'll start at the top. But just so you know, spoiler alert, he's there. I've got Patrick Mahomes, uh, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Big Ben, and Jared Goff running up 9 of 10, and then old Fitzmagic looking like Conor McGregor's older brother at number 10. Well, I'll give you a little bit of a break for not including C.J. Beathard on your uh... – there. I I just want you to know it was considered. <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz, <laughs> my uh, avoid list this week. Kirk Cousins, second. Derek Carr, third. Dak Prescott, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Eli Manning, C.J. Beathard, Case Keenum, and Josh Allen rounding out my uh, avoid list this week. I actually don't have too much of a problem with it. Um I, I definitely agree with you. Carson Wentz is on mine as well. Uh, I, I'm i a little less optimistic about Baker Mayfield than you are. He ended up on my avoid list. Uh, but other than that, we got a lot of similarities. Maybe sad to put some of these guys on, but you know what? Sorry, Dak Prescott. Get it. Get better. Is uh, Josh Allen on your avoid list for this week? He is. <laughs> Like I said, I didn't like doing some of it, but he's there. Yeah, I, I, all right. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> tight ends, why don't you get us started on your top ten list? Do you want me to put CJ Beathard on it? Uh, at the top of my list is Travis Kelsey. No, and George Kittle better not be on it either. He is. George Kittle is in my top ten. George Kittle is at number seven on my list, but we'll get there. Travis Kittle is oh, at the top of my list. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to buy in, you got to buy all the way in. And I'm looking at you, George Kittle. You're going to be a hero this week. Rob Gronkowski is at number two on the list. Um, in years past, Miami's actually been pretty good against tight ends, but Rob Gronkowski is basically superhuman. Uh, Zach Ertz is going to be back to form this week. going to get some more targets. Jimmy Graham. As long as that knee doesn't doesn't bother him too much. Kyle Rudolph, Trey Burton, George Kittle, Jared Cook, and uh, David Njoku. Going to route out the, uh, the old top ten there. Hey, um, we have a little bit of overlap, but not with the name I would have expected. Uh, David Njoku is on my list. Uh, Zach Ertz is not. But, uh, going oh, down my okay. complete list, I've got uh, Travis Kelsey is my um, top tight end for this week. Rob Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham pending their health are two and three. Ben Watson, four. Tyler Eifert, who's showing signs of life, five. Austin Hooper, six. Trey Burton, seven. David Njoku, eight. Tyler Higby, nine. And O.J. Howard rounding out my top ten. Okay, O.J. Howard is actually just outside of mine. Uh, again, I don't enjoy playing the, the reindeer games trying to figure out who's getting more targets, but no, it's not no. a terrible matchup. Chicago doesn't like stopping tight ends, so I'm okay with that. Uh, my avoid list on the other end of the spectrum, um, I 
I'm staying away from Jack Doyle this week. Makes me real nervous how those injuries are looking. Doesn't look good for him. Ben Watson, Will Disley, Austin Hooper, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Vance McDonald, Ricky Seals-Jones, Antonio Gates, Charles Clay. Sort of came back from the dead this week, but not not enough. Uh, and Jesse James. Okay. Um, I have Zach Ertz with my avoid list. I have a short avoid list for whatever reason, but you know, probably because I just, couldn't you find You avoided going to... all in on your avoid list. I avoided my avoid list. Um, well which, played, probably avoids my, which probably avoids my <laughs> avoid list, but I'll keep going. Uh, Zach Ertz at the top, Kyle Rudolph second, George Kittle third, Jared Cook, who is also on your top Blast 10 list, is on my avoid list. Blast Charles Clay me. is also, Charles Clay is, was on your list, and Ricky Seals-Jones uh, is on my list as well. Listen. When George Kittle has a great game this week, you're going to be sad you, you didn't get on board with this. I hope he does. He's on one of my teams. I have to decide between him and David and Joku, and that's not going to be a fun decision. Ooh. But uh, this Ooh, week is, I'm taking David and Joku. Well, it sounds like you might be. <laughs> okay. And uh, how about um, defenses? You know, why don't we just get into the games? It'll be pretty obvious which defenses we like and which we don't from the scores. I think that's fair. <laughs> okay. And in case you're wondering why we don't do kickers on the show, um, just well, uh, because none of them can keep a job. That that's a definite issue. Seems that way. Oakland's on their third kicker already, but I mean that's not really fair because the other two were both. Uh, Injured reserve casualties. So. Yeah, right. still a tough week. Yeah. All right, um, let's get into the games. One of the games that I'm most interested in watching is actually the Thursday night game where we'll see if that uh, terrible defeat to the Buffalo Bills at home was just an aberration for the Vikings or whether they have some uh, more serious issues. It's going to be hard to tell because they're playing the team that's arguably been the best team in in at least the NFC, if not of all in football so far, that would be the Rams uh, hosting the Vikings. I think the Rams are going to continue their uh, offensive fireworks and Minnesota in check. I think Minnesota will show up on offense for this game, but I don't think they'll be able to keep up. I'll go with the final score of Rams 34, Vikings 21. Okay, you got this a little higher scoring than I do. Obviously, if this is your first show, you may not know, but I, I tend to be a little down on Thursday night games. They're not as high scoring as a normal, uh, you know, our regular Sunday fair. Um, I'm also interested in this. Um, I've got the Rams winning 27-17. I think Minnesota's going to look better. It's almost impossible for them to look worse, so it's got to go up from here, but it's a tough matchup on the road. I, I don't see this being a winnable game for them, but at least it's a rebuilding game, I guess. I don't know. They're not going to win. I know that. Okay. Speaking of not going to win, Josh Allen and the Bills, fresh off their win over the aforementioned Vikings, are staying in the Midwest time zone. Sorry, Vikings fans. (laughs) Yeah, that that was not fun. Um, Green Bay at home, kind of a shocker to me, although not to you about the stinker they pulled in Washington last week, but I think uh, Green Bay writes the ship this week, and I'll go with them to win this one pretty easily. Uh, 
the Aaron Rodgers is 30 and the Josh Allens is 17. <laughs> the Josh Allens. <laughs> I've got Green Bay winning 27-21. I'm a little more optimistic about Buffalo hanging around. Aaron Rodgers not playing in a muddy field would probably benefit him greatly. If maybe his receivers wanted to catch, I don't know, even half the football is thrown at them. It's a very different-looking football team. But uh, Buffalo, last week was great for you. Hang on to that. Having LaShawn McCoy back this week might help, but he's been pretty ineffective this season. I don't I don't understand what's going on there as far as play calling goes, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I think Green Bay bounces back. They're at home. Buffalo on the road, tough place to go. I, I just don't see them pulling off the upset here two weeks in a row. All right, next up is the game that I'm probably most excited for this week, and that's Atlanta hosting Cincinnati. And the main reason is if you love wide receivers, this is just an amazing game here. You've got, you know, A.J. Green going up against Julio Jones, two perennial superstars, and then you've got Calvin Ridley, who's, you know, doing really well as a rookie. He looked good last week. He did. I, I picked him up off the waiver wire in one league as a consolation prize when I didn't get Giovanni Bernard, but I kept him on my bench. So Ooh, sorry. Uh, Hard to know okay. that was going to happen like that though. Honestly. I still won because I had Matt Ryan as my quarterback. So at least I got half of the benefit of all yeah, of that. Worked uh, out okay. that. But yeah, but still, yeah, it would have been a much more convincing win if I had, uh, you know, actually uh, started Calvin Ridley instead of uh, Robbie Anderson. But uh, anyway, moving mm-hmm. right along here, just, you know, to me, that's just the wide receiver play in that um, game alone makes it uh, the one game that I think I would want to see above all others this weekend. But uh, I think it'll be a high-scoring game, but I'll go with the home team to bounce back from their one and two start with a 30-27 to 27 victory. Okay. Uh, we're actually pretty close. I'm taking uh shocker of all shocks, Atlanta. I told you all at the top of the show, that's just going to keep happening. Uh, I'm taking them to win 27-24. I think going to be a lot of offense in this game, but um, the defenses are still going to hang around. I mean, they're not, they're, they're above average. They're not elite defenses, but they're decent. Uh, so I'm, like you said, this is going to be a wide receiver clinic. I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, I think it'll be a little more fun to watch than our next game. Yeah, so um, well, so it does sad. feature your your favorite team, the it does. Dallas Cowboys. I'm not saying I won't be watching it because I will. I'm just not going to be excited about it. Well, for <laughs> the second week in a row, they're playing another team that has a lot of silver on their helmet. So maybe that was what confused Dak Prescott last week. But uh, I think the Which confusion doesn't will... for this week. <laughs> no, and I, I don't think. Uh, the matchup bodes well for them either. I was a little skeptical about Detroit to begin the season. I did think Matthew Stafford was going to be the top quarterback in fantasy football this season. So far, that's not been the case, but uh, showed some signs of life last week against New England, and I think the rebound will continue, and I think Detroit uh, wins this on the road uh, 27-21. Cuts me so deep. So deep. Um, I would like to think that, first off, I'm going to preface this with, this is going to be a little bit of a homer pick. I'm taking Dallas to win this game. I think they need to prove something. I think they're going to bounce back. They're at home. 
I know Sean Lee and his hamstring are not going to be taking the field this week. I'm a little sad about that, but I think they can overcome. They're going to win at, in, you know, dramatic Cowboys fashion in Jerry's world, 20 to 17, we're kicking a late field goal for the win. That's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, if we've disagreed on the game finally, hopefully that'll continue. Yeah. Um, to continue with this next one, which is a matchup between two teams that are, probably not going to be playing in the January, but uh, that would be uh, Indianapolis hosting Houston. Houston surprised me getting off to an 0-3 start. Indianapolis, uh, slow start, not as surprising to me, but um, I think uh, Indianapolis, I'll give them the edge because they're at home here. I'll say they win on an Adams and a Thierry field goal. Indianapolis 27, Houston 24. Um, I also picked India to win this game. I don't think Houston's a good football team. I I just don't. I'm sorry. I'm not backing down off this. Um, Indianapolis going to bounce back. They're going to look a little better this week. Playing at home will be nice. I've got them winning 24-17. New England hosting Miami. Miami one of three. The division leading left. Miami Dolphins, by the way. That's right. The undefeated yeah, uh... Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Yeah, this they remind me of that uh, Arizona Cardinals team about five years ago that started oh, season yeah. four and zero and wound up six and ten, I think. But in highlighted by that memorable uh, seven to three game against the Jets, I think. But it was, was a real barn burner that game. And, you shouldn't speak so ill of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think a lot of barns might have been burned in frustration by people watching that game, but. Uh, Anyway, so the same people uh, who also enjoyed the Jacksonville Tennessee game this week. That's who those people are. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Uh, Yeah, the the ones that enjoy single digit football. That could be a a very small club. But um, yeah, Miami, who knows? Maybe Ryan Tannehill is really turning a quarter corner. I'm just not convinced of it yet. Thank you for finally getting quasi on board, just one foot on board here. Yeah, it's a very tentative foot at that, but uh, I do think I'll take it. Miami I'll hangs close. I think Miami hangs close in this game, but ultimately, I think the Patriots will figure out how to overcome their bad GM with their good coach, and uh, I think New England wins this 27-24. I have New England winning 30-24, to so close, very close on score. Um, I would I would like to predict Miami to upset, go four and zero, but like this this team, it's a confusing three and zero. It really shouldn't be three and zero. Things have worked out well for them. Uh, I, I guess that even feels wrong to say because a lot of the football they played this season has not been pretty. And New England coming off a loss, that's not a t- time when you want to face New England. Not at home. It's just it's a recipe for disaster for Miami, but I think they'll hang around. They'll hold their own, but the, I I don't see a way they're winning this game. Well, unfortunately for Miami, the window on trading for C.J. Beathard is closed now. So, for better or worse, they're stuck they with the for the duration. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's okay. knee just was wasn't sound. C.J. Beathard's going to come save the day. Okay. Um. Speaking of saving the day, Sam Savior, a.k.a. Sam Darnold, is taking his Jets uh, on the road for the third time in the first four weeks of the season. 
and this week they wind up in Jacksonville. If you thought the if you thought the uh, the Browns game was ugly, I, I think uh, we have more of the same in store here. I think Jacksonville struggling on offense right now. I, I think they'll do enough to beat the Jets, but this is not a game that would be at the top of my uh, watch list for this coming weekend. But I'll go with Jacksonville to win this by touchdown, twenty-four to seventeen. I thought for a second you were going to try to tell me the Jets were going to win this game, and I was like, slow no. down. Uh, no. uh, yeah, I the, this Jets team peaked week one, and things are sort of riding the ship now, if you will. They're getting back to reality. Um, Jacksonville, even without a run game, I think still wins this 23-14. But like you said, this this will not be the prettiest football to watch. And speaking of another game that uh, could be interesting, but I don't think it's going to be one of the more high-scoring games of the week. We've got Tennessee hosting Philadelphia. I think both of these teams much stronger on defense right now than they are on offense. Um, in spite of that, I think it'll be you know, a fair amount of scoring. I'll go with the final score of Tennessee winning at home 27 to Philadelphia's 21. Okay. You're going to take you're going to take Tennessee, and, and believe me, I'm a Marcus Mariota apologist. Guy can barely hold a football, so that's an interesting deal. Okay. <laughs> um, he has two hands. I, he does have two hands. I would love to see him be throwing with both of us. That would be something. I'm just picturing that now. Um, I digress. Uh, I have Philly winning this 24-17. This is a game that I was excited about when these teams were healthy coming into the season. Wide receivers leaving town. You got nobody healthy. It just, like you said, this this is going to be a bit of an ugly one. Um, it would be really I, funny if the Eagles gave him the call before Sunday and signed him. If nothing else, it gets some insights into the Tennessee uh Playbook. That Get some insight. Like you need wide me. receivers. The guy's not bad. He's not a slouch. I mean, he's, he's better than half the stuff no. thrown out there, Philadelphia. So, yeah. you know, just saying. Not that I want to help your cause because I don't, but you probably should call Richard Matthews. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, we have a game which early in the season I wouldn't have thought would. Uh, be an interesting game, but now I think this probably will be one of the more interesting games of the week. Ryan Fitzmagic uh, taking his Tampa Bay Buccaneers into Chicago to see what he can do against uh, Khalil Mack and the, the Bears defense. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting matchup. If if Ryan Fitzpatrick can even throw for 300 yards, 400, but um, yeah, I'll color me impressed. For the um, for this week, but uh, I still think Chicago finds a way to eke out a victory here. I'll say Chicago 28, Tampa Bay 27, and I'm guessing you're going with Tampa Bay. You guessed correctly. Um, I think that Mitchell Trubisky is your C.J. Beathard. I'm just saying. I'm just making an observation. Um, despite Khalil Mack, I think Fitzmagic is able to pull one out here. I have Tampa winning 21-20. I think that if I could draft a punter on my fantasy team, I would pick either one of these because I think you're going to see a lot of punting in this game. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. a lot of scoring. There'll, there'll be fantasy points, but it's not coming from guys scoring touchdowns here. 
we'll see uh, not only who whose team you know which team wins this, but also whether it's the uh, low scoring game that you think it'll be or the mid mid scoring game. I think it'll be. We'll see. Um, getting into yeah. the late games on Sunday, we've. You sounded like you wanted to plug C.J. Beathard again. I thought about it, but we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Um, starting off with the late games on Sunday, we've got Cleveland at Oakland, you know, two of the bottom dwellers. I think um, Cleveland, uh, the one thing you can say for them is that their losses and their, well, obviously the tie was close, but the uh, the loss in the first week of the um their loss was uh, close as well you know, in the second week of the season. I'm going to go with um, Cleveland to win this one rather convincingly. I'll say Cleveland 28, Oakland 17. Wait a second. I was all prepared to have to make my case for picking Cleveland here, thinking you would go against the green. And, I mean, just take the wind out of my sails. I, I took Cleveland winning 23-20. in Oakland right now. Oh, Derek Carr would be so unhappy with you. Listen, I don't like Baker coach. Mayfield. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say that right now. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I'm not on board. But I mean Cleveland's got something going. I just I'm concerned about John Gruden in Oakland. Not that I think he's gonna lose his job, but like what is going on? Get it together. They should be better than this. So your score for this game? I have Cleveland winning 23. Low-scoring affair. Okay. Um, next I've actually, up we've got normally, normally I pick the higher scores. This week I've been, I've been trending lower than you this week. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So next up we've got uh, Seattle at Arizona. Again, two teams that don't look like they're going to do much uh, damage from January. <laughs> no. Um, this one I think will be low scoring, but I'm going to go with the road team yet again. I'll go with uh, Seattle to win this 24-17. I have the exact same score. Seattle win 24-17. I can't argue with it. Well, you can, but it would be kind of pointless given that you... Uh, Do you want me score. to try to make a case for your Giants to beat the Saints this week? Um, you can make one. I don't think I'm going to buy it, but uh, <laughs> sure. No, I, I even I thought about it. I really thought hard about it, but it was a little too hard to do. I'm just going on record. If there was an upset, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, so um, I'll go I'm gonna, with New I'm gonna Orleans. I'm going to actually take New Orleans to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with New Orleans by 10 points, 31-21 in Whittle. Count as a shootout for the Giants. I've got the same score, thirty-one twenty-one. <laughs> That's too. Now I'm starting to get freaked out that not only have we picked mostly the same teams, but uh, that we're actually getting the same score two games in a row. I'm not sure that that's happened before, but uh, anyway, this next one I'm pretty sure we're not going to come up with the same score just because I have the Chargers blowing out the Philip Rivers and blowing out the C.J. Beathards. Um, I'll let's, go with a final let's score. Slow our roll. Chargers, <laughs> Chargers doubling up on the 49ers by 34 wow. to 17. Oh, oh, just hurts my soul. CJ Beathard would not be pleased with you. I 
You're not, not really going to pick them, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not. Even okay. Listen, I might be drinking the Kool-Aid, but I'm not that crazy. I'm not David Koresh yet. Um, but I'm going to take the Chargers to win 35-24 because the fighting C.J. Bethards are going to hang around and do a little bit of damage this week. If Matt Breida and that run game were a little more functional, perhaps I could have picked an upset here, but a little far. Even the Chargers for me, it's get lost far. on the way to the stadium. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's, that might be the only way. I think there's a better chance of the Giants beating the Saints than the fighting C.J. Beathards beating the Chargers this week. I would agree with that. And I still well, don't think that. either one of those are very team. likely. Yeah, you just, never know. Yeah. If they win this week, I'll be shocked, and maybe I'll start to put a very tentative foot back on the bandwagon, but uh, I'm just whoa, whoa, whoa. not on board with, uh, with that <laughs> team right now. If you're going to tell me that you know, that all it took was benching Eric Flowers, then um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that I buy that. Um, next, we've got uh, the Sunday night game, which should be a doozy. That's uh, Pittsburgh hosting Baltimore. I think this will be. Uh, in the past, both of these teams, you know, the defense has been somewhat of a calling card. You know, Pittsburgh's always had the offense to go with it. Baltimore hasn't, but they are showing signs of life this season on offense. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win this at home by a field goal. I'll say Pittsburgh 31, Baltimore 28. I'm going to take Baltimore to win this also by a field goal. I have them winning 30-27, despite the fact this is going to – the streak of Pittsburgh winning their last 11 straight primetime games. Baltimore's doing it this week. I, just, I feel good about this Ravens team this year. I like them. Okay, and then last and least, we've got the – actually, not least. This is a pretty interesting matchup, but um, we've got Denver and their defense going up against Kansas City, undefeated Kansas City, and their offense. I, I think usually I'd be reluctant to pick a team that you know, you know was somewhat unproven coming into the season going into Denver, but you know, Kansas City, it's hard to argue with what Patrick Mahomes has done so far, so – I'll pick them to win here rather handily. I'll say Kansas City 31, Denver 21. I think Denver's hanging around. I got them, I, I have them losing by a smaller margin. I've got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs winning 31-27. A uh, couple of quick daily fantasy picks for you this week. If you're looking to stack anybody, go and take a look at those Giants, the, the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, if you're looking for some value picks at quarterback, you've got Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, and Joe Flacco. At running back, Giovanni Bernard, Terion Johnson, C.J. Beathard, yes. Matt Breida, Sonny Michael. At uh, wide receiver, you've got Sterling Shepard, Antonio Callaway, Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, John Brown, and tight end O.J. Howard, Eric Ebron, as long as he's in one piece, and Austin Hooper for defenses, Titans, Jets, and, and the Cowboys Kittle. are all good picks. Of course, George Kittle, but he's not a great value pick. He's going to cost you a little bit. However, we will be back next week at our normal time, 9 o'clock on Wednesday night. That is Eastern time for you folks out west. Plan ahead. And if you have any questions, find us all week long, all over social media. We're happy to help you with your lineups. Good luck to everybody this week, unless, of course, you are playing us. Go Lions.